say when all is said and done it's better but what else would I say how are you receiving this remember at the end I didn't resist at all this is how it ended first then we'll talk about a book at the end we made our way to the park to wait right by the observatory we saw our we saw the whisperers so called we saw them there the many reclining bodies or the standing to stretch bodies we waited and we watched untouched even in our minds the bodies it plays with them the bodies they indian wrestle they dance they do yoga poses they cycle they cycle in and out of the observatory they sing they race they made a human pyramid they do all the things that bodies do and i mean all of them in the open day and night they sleep out some of them they build fires open fires and sing songs in all the languages the whole time they ignored us the night is theirs they walk all through the park alone or in groups there are no rats There are no mountain lions, no rabid bats swooping down. We were the only intruders for days. One afternoon, we heard the authority approaching. They came on foot. There was Sammy in the back. There were eight of them all together. Sammy, with his gun out, approached the throng and asked who was in charge. A woman said, "You are." Sammy laughed. The pair asked me if that was the leader of the authority, and I said yes. The pair moved closer. Sammy began to get frustrated. He fired a shot into the air and demanded to negotiate. It was a gunshot invitation to a dialogue. That may be kind of funny. Some of the crowd started laughing. Next he took aim at a man. Sammy was screaming, "I'm here to talk. Your weird cult has been causing mass hysteria for years, and I want to see the leader. Who's the sky father or moon mother of you? Where are the disobedient ones you have locked up?" 
That was it. Sammy believed the Whisperers were some kind of cult. We'd all heard their messages, but not him. He assumed it was all made up. Maybe he'd convinced a few of the Civil Guard of the same thing. The ones who would come with him. But they were starting to waver. Several bodies jogged right by them. The pair, moving on his stomach, was getting closer to Sammy. The guards were talking to each other anxiously. Sammy must have felt things were getting out of control. So, he shot the man he had been yelling at. He shot him in the leg. It shouldn't have been fatal, but the man collapsed instantly. I didn't know why then. Several others came and carried him inside the observatory. Then nothing. They were still jogging. They were still Indian wrestling. Still sun salutations. And that day, something I hadn't seen before. A vertical tower of bodies was going up. Sammy took aim at another and fired, and another. The ones he hit collapsed, and they were carried off. I was frozen. The guards could see that something strange was happening. Something metaphysical. Something with implications. So they ran. Sammy yelled at them to come back, and then he began to run after them. There was another shot. Sammy gripped his thigh. He turned and found the pair. The pair, now standing, walked closer to Sammy and fired again. He missed. He fired again and hit him in the stomach. That's mortal. I said that out loud. Sammy was going to die, but before he did, he got a few shots back at the pair. One of those shots hit him in the shoulder. And the pair collapsed and was carried off inside the observatory. I was no longer frozen. I wasn't even torn. I ran into the observatory. Inside, there were more people. Wandering, sitting lying on the floor. It was the same inside as it was outside. No one spoke to me. I wandered all over the place. There were too many people inside to find anyone, even the one person who would have been wearing clothes. After a while, I just sat near the giant pendulum. I sat and watched it move back and forth, the way it's going to move forever, very slowly. I must have fallen asleep. I dreamed about a doctor. Not just any doctor, a TV doctor. He was called Quincy. He explained the pair's injury to me and how it was being treated. He said, Your friend is going to be all right. I said, Can I watch something else? I never liked Quincy. When I woke up, The pair and I were in some brush in the park. 
Unlike most people in history who have been in the brush at Griffith Park, we were alive. We made our way back here. It feels like there might be holes. I could fill them in, but I think you'll know soon enough. The, the space between us, whether you hear this now or later, the space between us, well, remember, at the end, I didn't resist at all. I thought of Dr. Singh in his vault, a mind in a box, a mind in a box dreaming for eternity on his bars of gold. There was nothing to resist. But this, it, no, it's only in German, Dasein, Dasein, once it all complete. I didn't ask the pair what had happened to him, if he'd actually met Quincy, for instance. I did ask him about his nickname, finally. He said I already knew. It didn't seem strange when I found that he was right. He was called a pair in his hometown because once, when he was 12 or 13, he stole a pear from an orchard. He felt bad enough about it that he confessed. His friends found that confession so hilarious that they nicknamed him the pear. And here he is. He wants to talk about a book. Let's do that now. I think it's like Solaris. In the book. I never read the book. I tried to watch the movie. Let's talk about a book. I can't. I never read it. I don't know anything about it. I think you know it. The editors. The appearances. They were appearances. Because they weren't real. They, they were, were separate, but, but they, they were, were projections, projections of one mind, mind just, just like, like us, just, just like you. you. Consciousness, Consciousness is the same, same from, from here or from there. there. Thoughts come and thoughts go, like the waves on the shore. No one can own a wave. We hold these things in common, like the shore and the park. The lonely vision dissipates. We were always one. 